Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Allendary. Doc Griggs is not able to be with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. Another vaccine side effect, the side eye. Have you been asked why you're getting the vaccine? Age, occupation, underlying condition, weight, maybe BMI? As more people are signing up to receive the vaccine, many are experiencing an unwelcome side effect as reported by the New York Times. That unwelcoming side effect is being intrusive questions about one's personal health. Vaccine waiting areas include many more young people who look otherwise relatively healthy, and they're often asked what made them qualify. One mental health worker described feeling judged and being portrayed as someone who stole a spot line. Another woman felt uncomfortable as she answered that her weight was the qualifying reason. Many feel the need to defend and justify themselves as to why they're deserving of the vaccine. Others have described these intrusive questions as feeling intrusive. These people are not taking advantage of the system. They aren't cheating or jumping the line. There is a stigma around early vaccination, and it is potentially preventing at-risk people from getting the shot. For instance, a young person who identifies as LGBT may be seen as immunocompromised. People might then assume this person may have HIV because of the historical association of being gay and having HIV. Fortunately, as more states begin to expand eligibility, this problem should slowly disappear. But for now, we should be aware of personal and private questions we may be asking someone to ensure that everyone is comfortable and free of judgment. Cuba hopes to develop its own vaccine and provide to other nations. According to NPR, Cuba was able to evade major damage for much of the pandemic, sometimes only reporting one or two daily cases. When the nation reopened tourism in November, it began to see a major uptick in cases. In response, Cuba has set out to develop and manufacture its own vaccine. One of the five vaccine candidates from the nation, the Sobrina 2, entered the final stage of clinical trials in early March, and in another vaccine, Abdallah, has entered late phase trials as well. The nation is placing a lot of stock in these trials. Cuba is neither buying vaccines for pharmaceuticals or taking part in COVAX. The Cuban Center for Molecular Immunology says they expect to immunize the whole country with Sobrina too before the end of summer, as long as it's authorized as expected. They could have 1 million doses of the vaccine available this month. In addition to immunizing the whole nation, Cuban officials envision providing vaccines to other nations who have struggled to gain access, such as Mexico, Venezuela, and Iran. They even hope to offer doses on arrival at the airport in Havana. The vaccine development has occurred even as the country has faced a major economic crisis. They are currently experiencing shortages of consumer goods like food and medicine. One Cuban economist said, 
that though the nation is facing a financial crisis, it should not be undersold due to its long history of navigating crises. Cuba has had an existing infrastructure for vaccine development with a lung cancer vaccine currently in trials in the U.S., a widely available immunization would help to stabilize the nation by increasing much-needed tourism dollars. Schools are unprepared to help returning students with disabilities. Now, as schools begin to reopen after being shut down because of the pandemic, another problem has arisen. Many school districts are not prepared to meet the needs of students with disabilities. The problem is even more severe for students of color. According to the Washington Post and a report from the Center for Civil Rights Remedies at the University of California in Los Angeles, more than one million students with disabilities who have had a legal right to receive support and services are not getting them. Co-author of the report, Daniel Lucen, said, pre-pandemic, we were doing a miserable job, and now kids are returning to school after more trauma, loss, and instructional time. Some have had horrific experiences, and it's going to be harder for these kids with disabilities or emotional issues and those who have had trouble regulating their behavior. We're just not prepared to deal with them, and we have to rethink the approach to dealing with these kids. About 7 million students are eligible for special education under the requirements of the Federal Individuals and Disability Education Act. The law mandates that public schools provide a free and appropriate education designed to meet their individual needs through what is called the Individualized Education Programs. In addition, there are nearly 1.4 million students with disabilities that limit one or more major life activities and require some services, but not specialized instruction. Examples of these disabilities could be asthma, diabetes, depression, anxiety disorders, or it could be a student with attention deficit or hyperactivity disorder who doesn't need special education, but does need support with organization and or behavioral challenges. For those students, districts are required to provide support and services to ensure that they, too, receive a free and appropriate education. Unfortunately, the report found that school districts are failing to identify and therefore support those students that need additional support but not specialized instruction. The report also stated that school districts don't have enough resources to identify and support these students and still don't have enough to provide adequate services for special education students. There are also glaring disparities for students with disabilities and disciplinary actions with students of color faring worse. In many large districts, the risk for suspension for black secondary students with disabilities was well above 40% and 33% for Native American students. It is imperative that parents and guardians of children with disabilities stay informed about the services their school districts should be providing by law. This is even more important now as all children need all the support they can get. Data show that vaccines are safe for pregnant women and their babies. The largest study to date looking at the immune response of pregnant and lactating women to the COVID-19 vaccine shows that the vaccines are extremely effective at protecting pregnant women and are likely to provide protection for their babies as well. 
According to the USA Today, research published at the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology examined 131 pregnant and lactating vaccine recipients and found that pregnant and nursing women receive as much protection from vaccines as non-pregnant women and more protection than they would get from an infection that the virus that causes COVID-19. There is also no indication that their babies are harmed in any ways by the shots. As a bonus, the babies born to mothers vaccinated in pregnancy had antibodies to COVID-19, although it is not clear what the antibody levels need to be to be protective against the disease. The babies likely had enough to be protected for at least some time. As pregnant women are at increased risk for hospitalization, intensive care, and mechanical ventilation, this study provides tangible data that allows doctors to more confidently encourage their pregnant patients to get the vaccine. In fact, vaccine makers are continuing to do more vaccine to increase confidence in the safety of the vaccines. Pfizer is currently conducting a vaccination trial in 4,000 pregnant women, which should be complete this year. Being or becoming pregnant in a pandemic has caused a fair amount of fear and trepidation for a lot of women around the world and continued research and data showing the safety and efficacy of the vaccines, along with doctor recommendations, should help calm those fears. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs? Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home. And please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right. Right.